Hello and welcome, welcome to, to The, the Smut, Smut Show, Show, a weekly podcast from your new internet book besties. We discuss all things spicy books and mix in a little bit of motherhood, life, self-care, and everything in between. So sit back, grab a beverage, and let's chat. Hello and welcome to The Smut Show. I'm Rachel. And I'm Neely, and boy, do we have a guest for you tonight. Tonight, our guest is Rachel. Um, so <laughs> we, that was like really that was a great introduction, Neely. I know. Tonight, our guest is Rachel. Rachel is a mom of two in a way. She enjoys fanfic, uh, romanticy, and not cooking or cleaning. Um, she is our Scorpio queen, and queen. Uh, that's all I have. I mean, I can't say more because, like, then the interview is pointless. But we decided. You guys, Neely just made that up off the cuff. The snaps <gasps> for Neely. I don't know if you could tell. <laughs> <laughs> they can tell. Um, so, Rachel and I decided, like, a fun way to kind of end the year as we lead up to our last episode would be to kind of let you guys know a little bit more about us. So, um, we are recording both episodes tonight, but next week you will hear Rachel interview me. But tonight I am interviewing Rachel or today, as you will probably be listening to this in the morning if you listen to it right when it comes out. But because you immediately before, download as soon because I assume as all of you wake up in the morning on Tuesday. And on the Tuesday, first thing you do before you get out of bed, brush your teeth, anything is immediately listen to our podcast. No, I don't. Do yeah, um, absolutely. But before we do that, should we do some one in five star moments? let's let's i would i would love for you i can start i can start yeah maybe you start okay okay i will start okay so i my one star moment i actually feel better i wrote this earlier um i have had like a massive headache all day um i really usually within like 10 15 minutes of taking excedrin my headaches will go away i get like what do you get migraines yeah i'm on yeah yeah oh, like you're I on get, medicine i get botox for them i mean okay bo- like literally like yeah. my botox prat listen i would do botox either way it's multi yeah it's multi and um but i i mean i get it like in, y'all can't see but i get it like in the back of my head and my neck um yeah oh yeah andrew and i both get awful migraines Ugh. like excedrin okay, so would do I nothing only- for me I only get one, like one migraine a year. It's really weird. I get like one random migraine a year, but then I'll get like hormonal headaches. And mm-hmm. so I had one today and Excedrin usually helps, but I was like nauseous, like to the point. Those of, are like, the worst. Borderline. Those, yeah. I think the worst kind is the kind that make you like, I will get some that I can power through and like yeah, do other stuff and all that. But the ones where like, you're I like, I have to. To like, I was fine. Put my face like, into I, a pillow. Yes, I was. I was fine. I powered through, but I was like, "Man, this is some BS." So that was my one star moment, and then my five star moment is I. I don't know if you saw on my Instagram, but I rearranged my bookshelf. I did. I love that it's all color coded. Thank you. That so gives I me used to so much happiness. Our playroom right? bookshelves are color coded. Okay, so I used to, so we, before we closed in our garage, we closed in our garage maybe like uh, almost two years ago, I think. Um, I only had one like small bookshelf, which is like normal for normal people. But then I told I have Brian, no bookshelves. All of my books that, is, that authors have sent me are in a basket. Really sad. Okay, so I, one of the uh, 
things when Brian was like, let's close in the garage and make it a playroom. I was like, I am here for it, but the walls will be lined in bookshelves. So we did do that and I love it. But I kind of just like before my books were arranged in rainbow order. And then when we moved them in there, I just kind of like threw them in there and they've just been sitting like that. But we're hosting um, a holiday party on Friday. And so I was like, thanks for the invite. I know. Oh. Listen, it's a work holiday party. I don't think you want to no, be here. I was joking. Yeah, I was joking. I'm like, um, you can. I know. Neely invited me to her holiday party. Um, well, mine but I did is not invite just her. girls, and it yeah. mine is just girls. It's and it's like nine girls. Like it's very. Yes. I do this every year. It's a cookie exchange, white elephant. You wear Christmas pajamas. I am very excited I, for it. I make seasonal cocktails. Ugh. It's a time. It's going to be so Rachel good. was like, I don't have to make the cookies, right? I'm like, well, I'm not making them. Some people do. I do have friends that like straight I'm up sure. bake them and they're wonderful. But for everybody's well-being, I don't do that. Yeah, that's just not my not my skill set. So anyway, we're hosting a, uh, yeah, not fun. I mean, it'll be fun. It'll be, it's going to be a fun holiday party, but it's not like uh, uh, all my besties or else Neely, you would be there, I promise. Is it, is it so, Brian's work? It's my work. So, yeah, so we're going to have a uh, little party at my house for my work peeps. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I I feel like I've gone into like, I kind of feel like I don't know if you got major nesting when you were pregnant, but that's kind of what I feel like is like there is uh, a due date coming and it's this holiday party. And so I feel the need to clean every square inch of my house. Yes, Before. I do understand that a lot. Um, random, unrelated to anything, uh, I keep getting notifications on Facebook that my posts are being removed, and they just removed a post that said my favorite smoothie place. So I don't know That's... what's happening at Meta, but but something something y'all need to there. calm down. Yeah. Um, okay. What's your? Is that your one star moment? Yes. Um, no, my one star <laughs> moment is I have no car right now. Listen, if you. I've been a listener to the podcast for a while. You'll recall back in May, I had a major car issue. With oh, my like car. a long while. Yes. My car battery, it was like a whole, it was like, remember, it was like a two week long. I do. Thing. I vaguely remember this. Yes. yes. Okay. So Saturday, my five-star moment, I'll get to in a second, but, which is Liam's piano recital. But we were getting in the car to go to Liam's piano recital. And I always drive. I have the bigger car. All the kids' shit is in my car. Yeah. Just yeah. Uh, I like to drive because I'm a control freak. Also that, um, I yeah. Andrew's just more patient with the children. So if they need something while we're driving, yes. he's just like yeah, the he'll turn better around parent and, for that. Yeah. I also yeah. get motion sickness. So Me too. on long car trips, I do yes. like driving. Otherwise same. I get sick. Same, um, same, same. So we get in the car and my check engine light came on. And that wasn't as alarming as the next alert, which said brake malfunction. And I was like, no, well, that's not great. So (laughs) we didn't take my car, obviously. Anyway, we took my car into the shop today and they're like, yeah, we don't know. We don't know what's wrong. Well, we'll run some diagnostics and we'll call you by four. I was like, okay, so I won't have a car today. All right. Um, And I won't have a car tomorrow either. And possibly not Wednesday. But you know what, guys? We're just a one car family right now. And that is not bad because we both work from home. Um. Mm -hmm. Not great because Andrew doesn't like me driving his car and he's so anal about his car that I'm anxious driving it. Um, but some people are one car families all the time. I 
don't know how. I know this yeah. is a huge luxury that we have to it be two-car sure. family. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how people share cars willingly. Yeah. Um, like, I don't want to do that. I like my car. Yeah. I like, I don't like to drive someone else's car. I can feel like. No. I'm like this in it. Y'all can't see, yeah. but I'm like, um, I feel like in tense. very specific, it would have to be an extremely specific scenario in which that would work. But, but like even yeah. today, Mondays are hard because Charlotte has ballet. And so I always pick her up a little early and take her to ballet. Well, so we had to pick her up very early because I had to get her fully changed and ready. And then we had to pick Liam up. Then I had to drop them both back off at our house, then take her to ballet. And like that was stressful but that's kind yes. of the only like conflict this week so i mean that's i guess it's although andrew has to go into the office wednesday or thursday and i'm like so i might just be home stuck without a car stuck yeah. um hope yeah. nobody gets sick and needs to be picked up from school and i said that to him and he's like well i'll just have to go get them i'm like you're like 25 minutes away i'm but okay like it'd be quicker for me to uber to their schools at that yeah. point. um <laughs> but, uh, you can just walk my five-star moment is Liam has piano recital. It was his first piano recital. It was precious. So he did cute. so good. He was a little bit nervous before. And there were probably 60, 70 people there. I mean, wow. it was like, yeah. like, their music school did it. There was like a set of performances at 11, 1, and 3. And his was at 1. And like, I don't know why That's in my smart. head I assumed like, we'll watch Liam's performance at 1. And we'll just like, um, no, we were there the whole time. For an hour and 45 minutes. Yes. Yeah. I No, you can't just get up and leave. I brought nothing for my children uh. except water. No <laughs> yeah. snacks. No tablet for sure. Not a toy. No. Nothing. I will know better for next time. But yeah. she did awesome. Thankfully, they had Good. snacks. They had like pop, like popcorn and stuff. And so yeah. I just like kept giving her popcorn. Andrew brought M&M's. Like, I do find that my kids do better in those scenarios than I expect them to. Like, I think it truly, was good that I had no idea out. how long we would be there because I would have been far more stressed out. Um, yeah, I think we get more stressed out than they do. Like, oh they're fine. Um, but yeah. yeah, that's my one in five star. His performance. He did awesome. He was so proud of himself. We were so proud of Yay. him. So he's been practicing I so love hard. that. And, I love um, when they he, have those little successes. And he really wanted to take piano. He started asking us a year ago and we waited like six months because I was like, I want to, I don't want to like, like piano lessons are expensive. A piano, yeah. like we bought him a keyboard. I'm like, before we invest, right? I need to know that you really want to do it. So we waited three yeah. months. We bought him a keyboard for his birthday. Then we waited three more months to put him in lessons. But in those months he had it, like he would play it every day and like try to learn stuff on it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's. That's what every time, like my husband is a very musical person. I am not. Um, but anytime you ask him, he always will say like, I wish that I stayed in music lessons. Um, so I feel like it's just such a great, I don't know. I like, think life what was nice about this performance is there were kids performing like violin, piano, guitar, mm -hmm. drum, like it was like all different kinds of music. Some were just nice. singing. So it was kind of nice for him to see like, yeah. Oh, like, and they were all different ages. So like you could see like, oh, like if I stay in this for a long time, like, yes. I'll be able to play like that. I can do or, this. Yeah. So yeah. Awesome. So what's a book you've read? Okay. So I just finished um and and we if you've listened to the podcast for even like a half a second, you know that we are Jessica Joyce stands on I'm the podcast. Her. her books, her yeah. writing, her as a person. Just everything, everything about, her. everything about her. Um, so I finished a risk worth taking last That's night. 
It was so good. Why did I cry? So good. I at cried. This, like novella. I laughed. I cried. I yeah. Felt a, a lot of emotions. I didn't want I it felt, to end. I like it was heart wrenching. I flew through it. I read that in like yeah. a day. I I am reading really slow lately, so I Same. did not read it in a day. I could definitely could have read it in a day, um, because it's super short and it's just like it was literally. When I saw it. It was like seventy eight pages or something. I'm like, that's it. That's all I, I get mean, from it, you. It was just like it, it was, was a, a nice warm little, hug, but it was nice. It was like a little snack in between lunch and dinner, if you will. Yeah, of, um, yeah. You with a view and the ex vows, which guys. It, I, I know, can't which we're so ready for. How much I've been harassing Jessica. Well, and, and I like, just love too that she was able reading. because I know that she's trad published. So I just love that she was able to publish this in. She like, just um, self pub and she ex- like talked about it on a story recently. I know Someone I was watching her. it. Yeah, yeah, and, and I just really love that they. Yeah. And so that makes me, I, I know somebody, I can't remember who we talked to recently, who was talking about how they would really love, to, I think it was when we talked to Bex. I think it person. was Bex. Yeah. And she was talking about how she would really love to be like a true hybrid between like trad and um I kind of wonder indie. if most authors would prefer that. Like, I mean, obviously I can't speak for most authors, but I feel like yeah. if you were trad, if I were trad, I would want to be able to publish here and there indie. And like I know a lot of indie yeah. authors like want to publish trad. So well, and I know there's stories like a, a trad definitely has like um, a lot of restrictions around it. And I know sometimes you have a story that you really want to tell, and maybe it doesn't get picked up by your publisher. And so just having the freedom to be able to tell it if you yeah. want to. So anyway, I loved a risk we're taking. It was. Um, definitely a read that you should pick up if you haven't yet this year. So I'm reading Snowden by Catherine Walsh. I'm not done yet, but um, it is very enjoyable. I have not read Holiday Romance, which everyone has yeah. told me to read it. And I guess so good. The main male character in Snowden was in Holiday Romance. Oh, really? Okay. I know they're standalones, um, but so and I honestly couldn't point. tell you enough about Holiday Romance because I read Holiday Romance last year. I could not tell you. Um, like, I plan to read it because I don't know if I'll get to it this year. If I don't, then it'll be on my list for next year because I, I will just, only read I holiday remember books during loving the it. Yeah, same. I, I remember I loved books. it, and so we're actually doing Snowden as our book club book this month. Um, and it's really really enjoyable. Um, I'm super excited like about it. it. And uh, have such a long list of holiday books I want to read. And I just like, no, I'm not going to get to them all. So. I know. I know. For some reason, I'm like uh, not. In, I'm just in a slump right now is part of the problem. But I'm I telling you, I'm devouring I have books. not been the same since I read You With a View. I, I know. Have, y'all, it has been four months since I have read You With oh a View gosh. almost. And I haven't been like, like something happened to my brain when I read you with a view and I can't read the same anymore. And I maybe just, it'll like recalibrate once you read the X vows. I know. I know. I know. And, and she like, said arcs are probably January. So I'm hoping okay. that I can, that it'll recalibrate or I just will never read again um, until she publishes next year. But um, be so sad. I just, yeah, I think also to this fall has just been so busy and like, mm-hmm. not like they're not always busy, but it's been like, busy in a way where like I can't even read three or four pages at night without like nodding off like 
Yeah. I will get in bed and like do the same kind of thing. I always feel like we get in bed at the same time. I'll get my candle out and I'm just like asleep. Like, yeah. Also, it getting dark so early makes me tired. It I'm really, like, yeah. Charlotte, like tonight, she was really tired and I was holding her on the couch and it was like 5 30. She's like, it's really late. I'm like, it's not. <laughs> You're like, actually, it's no, really okay. dark. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, does. Kids, it throws me. My kids all year round go to bed early. And so people would always Same. ask me in the summer, like, have they ever questioned going to bed when it's sunny outside? I'm like, well, I'm not keeping up till 9 p.m. So, yeah. I mean, no. And, no. But it's funny because, like, in the winter, my kids are like, like, at least once a week, Liam will be like, is it late? Like, is it? Yeah. Should we I'll be asleep? Be by our now? Bedtime. Yeah. yeah. Like, he'll be like, yeah. should we be asleep? And I'm like, I should be asleep. Yeah, but. honestly, my kids are the same way where it's just like it'll in the summer, it's like still so bright outside. And I'm like, it's time for bed. Bye. Go to bed. So bright in the summer. But I, I mean, yeah. every time I open my Facebook now, I have a thing that a post was removed. Look at all I, those little notifications. I don't know what's happening. I don't either. They keep popping up on my screen. It's driving me nuts. Okay. Yeah. Should we get into the interview? <gasps> We should. All right. I have to pull up your questions because uh, okay. so one thing, Rachel and I share a doc where we, when we interview authors, we like edit together and add questions, but because neither of us wanted to know our questions ahead of time, <laughs> we had like, it was funny because I texted Rachel. I was like, I don't want to know my questions. And she was like, I don't either. I would stress out about it too much. So, um, yeah, I'm honestly I kind of stressed, look, but I didn't even look at the questions that people submitted for me. So, um, oh, okay, perfect. I didn't either. I, I I don't know nothing. Um, and I'm yeah. scared, honestly, just because yeah. I saw some of the people asking you questions and I'm going to assume we got some more questions. Yes, I would assume. Maybe so. not. All right. So Rachel, okay. First, who are you? How did you end up on this podcast? Tell me your village villain origin story. Yes. I have always wanted to tell my villain origin story. Okay, so I'm Rachel Lewis, and <laughs> if you didn't I, know from the previous 37 episodes, this is Rachel. Uh, yeah. Hi. Welcome. Um, I ended up on this podcast when Neely DM'd me and said, hey, I think I'm going to start a podcast. Uh, do you want to start one with me? And uh, honestly, there's not much I love more than talking. Uh, so I was like, I am N, I'm N, um, especially because I'm talking about my favorite subject. And I think that's what, I mean, everybody who reads, that's why Bookstream and BookTok have gotten so popular is because everybody who reads wants somebody to talk to about what yeah. they're reading. And so one of the best things about the podcast is that we get to talk to each other about what we're reading. And it's I know, usually I something. I that question that someone asked us the other day when you put randomly, I like opened Instagram. I'm so I was sorry. like, what did you do? <laughs> I just, just like, had a few drinks. Like, just post. Yeah. I mean, thankfully I had also had a few drinks, but Perfect. I was like, all right. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's a great community and you want to, you want to be able to talk about what you want. So, um, that's how I ended up on the podcast. And, uh, yeah, I think I took Neely seriously when she said that, which I wasn't kidding. I mean, I was life lesson. I mean, but we talk about all the time and I am the biggest, uh, I do this a lot. I think, I don't know if it's like my Enneagram wing seven or like what, but I like say all the time things that I wish that I did and then I never actually do them. And so for some reason this year has been like the year of actually doing the things that I say that I want to do. Is it like your Shonda Rhimes year of yes? 
Kind of. I mean, it's like, uh, it's, there's a, I think it's Jen Hatmaker who says like, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Yes. I'm and, telling you, it's one of my favorite quotes. I say it all the time and I have to remind yeah. you, I need to like put it on a post-it on my bathroom mirror. Yes. Um, but you'll be proud of me. I have to say this in this part. And this is about Rachel. I said no to a kid's birthday party this weekend. I am so proud Y'all, of you. I say this because I am notorious for just feeling like I have to take my kids to every birthday party they're invited yeah. to. And I was like, I can't. Like, I felt so tapped out. I was like, I yeah. can't do it. <laughs> if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And it was so- going to be three weekends in a row at the same place. And I was like. No. And the podcast was a hell yes for me. So here we are. Here we are. So I know this, but other people might not. How did you and Brian meet? Oh, okay. Good question. So Brian and I uh, met when, okay, this is like a semi-scandalous story, but like not really. I mean, now it's like 15 years later almost. And it's not scandalous, but I uh, was in high school when we met. So I was um, in my senior year of high school and we were both uh, in the theater department at our high school, um, both heavily involved in theater. Brian went on to major in theater in college, which I'm sure you've heard me talk about on the podcast. Um, but our theater teacher who had been at the school, the high school had uh, just recently passed away and she'd been there for 25 years. So she left um, like a really strong legacy. So we had a show, um, a tribute show for her where a bunch of people came back um, to pay tribute to her memory and just the legacy she left. So uh, Brian walked in to rehearsal, that first rehearsal. And I was like, that who is that fine specimen of a human there and come to find out he was one of my teacher's sons um who had graduated uh he's five years older than me so he had graduated and was gone before i got to was he out of college at this point he was out of college at this point yeah. Yeah. So I'm a senior. He's out of college. Um, he was just out. Of, so he was in his first year out of college. Um, and my mom always says, she's like, if it if he wasn't a Lewis, we never would have dated. He's, she's like, I never would have let you go on that date. And I'm like, mom, I do what I want. And so I do what I honest. want. <laughs> and we wonder honest. where Emmy gets it from, right? We, we don't wonder. We, we lament about it, but we don't wonder. Um, <laughs> So anyway, that's how we met. And we got to know each other over the course of the next semester while he coached me um, for college auditions for theater. And uh, then he directed a show that I was in. Um, I was Scout in To Kill a Mockingbird in my senior show. And he directed it. And the day after uh, the show ended, we went on our first date. And look at you now. And look at us now. We kept it secret for several months um, before we made it Facebook official because that was the thing that happened. Did you wait until you graduated? Yes, I did. We did not post about our relationship until um, so that was in May uh, when we went on our first date and we did not post about it until September. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Which was a big deal at the time, like on Facebook and yeah, everybody, everybody. Yeah. I saw something funny today that I feel like you'll appreciate. So it was like, it was on TikTok and this girl was talking about like, if we had to sit through 
all of your wedding photos and all of your engagement and all of this. And she's like, when you get divorced, we want to know the details. We want to know why. (laughs) Die. Because I'm like, it's true. My friends and I joke all the time that I'm like the ultimate, like I will find out if people got divorced. I will find their divorce wedding records. I'm like, I will. Oh my gosh. I, because you can always tell when the girl starts posting just pictures of her and her kids by herself, yeah, um, or just like a sexy selfie, or she's yes. like out with girlfriends more, and then yeah. uh, the guy just like goes silent, yeah, or like yeah. locks his shit down. He's like, yeah, he like deletes um, his Facebook, yeah. Um, okay, okay. So next question: Were you always a big reader? Yes, I was. So I was a big reader as long as I can remember. My mom used to read to us every night. She would read out of the Harry Potter. I think we've talked about this on the podcast, Mm but um, she would read us Harry Potter before bed every night. Uh, I used to get grounded from books. Like I was that kid um, who like got in trouble. My only time I got in trouble in school was like, because I was reading and not paying attention. Um, Lived at the library in high school because I was like super cool. I know Brian will talk about how uh, when he met me, like I just had hair out to here, which I still do, but like it was even bigger at the time. <laughs> and so I just had lots of hair and I carried a I book around like, with me. I need like an early you and Brian picture. Okay, I'll send it to you. I'll from like the, you. from like your early dating days. Like okay. I need I need the visual because I've yeah. seen like. Or, like, I've seen, like, when y'all were engaged and when y'all got married, because yeah. you look like straight-up children. Uh, we do. I mean, you still yeah. are a straight-up child. But um, yeah. But I need to see, like, the just out of high school. Yeah. Um, he used to, like, recommend books to me. Like, I was a big reader. I kind of fell off in college because college gets crazy. But then even by, like, probably my junior year, I was reading again. So. Yeah. Yeah, I've always right. been a big reader. So. Because I don't feel like a lot of our readers know about uh, readers, readers, I wish a lot of our <laughs> listeners know about this. Um, tell us about your pregnancy with Lainey. Okay. Um, okay. So this is, uh, a, this is a good story. Uh, it's, it is now because we're, you know, six years out from it. You're but... like, we're far enough removed. <laughs> we're far enough away. Um, okay. So we've talked on the podcast before about how Neely and I, um, went through infertility that's kind of how we met for the first time it's not kind of how we met for the first time it is how we met met. (laughs) it's how we met that's exactly how we yeah (laughs) yeah that is how we met um so we met in an infertility support group and um i so i got pregnant with laney i did an iui to get i did multiple iuis um to get pregnant with her after several miscarriages and so she was already kind of our like like problem child she started she started as the problem child and then emmy was born and then she became the problem child but um we got pregnant with laney we uh, it was super exciting we found out uh like right after my birthday we were in new york when we got the phone call at the macy's parade like going to the macy's parade um oh i saw your picture that you just posted on thanksgiving i know like just those memories all just popped up and it was super fun so um we found out we were pregnant with her. Uh, everything was going great. Um, I was about 
by four months pregnant, five months pregnant. I don't even remember exactly. Um, I was 22 weeks, five days, and I was home by myself on a Friday afternoon, um, Friday evening. Brian at the time owned a food truck and was down in downtown Dallas working on a food truck. I distinctly remember I was at home watching Friends, an episode of Friends, um, got up to go to the bathroom and thought I honestly thought I was peeing myself because I was 22 weeks pregnant and was not expecting my water to break. Um, but I called my doctor. She happened to be on call and she was like, hey, why don't you go ahead and come in just to double check? So my mom came and picked me up. Um, I am a classic, like, I'm not so much anymore, but I was a classic hypochondriac. And so she was like, you're probably fine. Like, this is your first time being pregnant, but I'll come take you in. Went into the hospital um, and they confirmed that my water had broken. So I spent the next nine days on complete horizontal bed rest. Um, I did not get up or move around for nine days. Um, our first goal was to make it to 24 weeks gestation, which was viability at the time. Now it's earlier. Now I think viability is 22 weeks. Um, but at the time it was 24 weeks. And uh, on the morning that I turned 24 weeks pregnant, um, my, they came, I was started to, I think I spiked a fever. It's honestly a bit of a blur. I think I spiked a fever and they came in and they were like, uh, we're pretty sure you're going septic. Um, so you're going to have to deliver the baby today. So, um, at 1133 AM on April 9th, 2017. Um, I delivered Lainey at 24 weeks and she was one pound, four ounces. Um, she came out screaming, which, uh, was a huge, like, honestly, um, the most amazing thing about that day is that she had the lung capacity to do that. And, uh, it was the last time we'd hear her voice for several months um because they immediately intubated her and um we spent 135 days in the NICU so she was born in April we came home August 22nd her due date was July 30th I like um, vividly remember the day y'all came home from the hospital like I, I remember I, the picture I remember yeah. the news story I remember yeah. like all of yeah it. Yeah. She is my miracle baby and she will tell you that. Um she very much knows She's her like, story. FYI, I'm a miracle. She's so. like I'm the miracle and she'll tell me I'm the miracle and Lainey or and Emmy is your surprise. Um which is not wrong but also not super appropriate for her to go around telling people. Um, but that's a little bit, I mean, without going into crazy detail, that's a little bit about Lainey's story. Very much influenced um, and obviously changed uh, the entire trajectory of my life and Brian's life and her life. And um, we adopted after that a very much, uh, if it's not life or death, it's not a big deal attitude. Because that's what we lived for four and a half mm -hmm. months was it was life or death. And we didn't know um, if she'd come home with us. And um, there were a lot of really scary moments. And now we can look back on that with just kind of 
awe and um so it truly is a miracle. I mean, it is when you a miracle. think about the amount of babies and like, maybe it's different. Like it's been almost seven years. Like yeah. maybe the statistic, like I just don't know the statistics. Yeah. I would assume. And for her to really like be just how she is. Like, yeah. Just you like, would think too, like babies born that early would have like uh-huh. so many issues and so yes. many like lifelong friends. Yeah. She's just like, yeah. And don't get me wrong, like the first several years, like we are, we are truly now, there are still moments of, and I've talked on the podcast about my PTSD before, there are still moments where that pops up, but like we are truly now out of the trenches, uh, mm-hmm. you know, almost seven years out. Um, but there were years, I mean, we went several years where there was just thing after thing that was um, a direct tie to for her prematurity. But uh, honestly, it is shocking. Um, where she is today is nothing short of a miracle at 33 weeks and which is not i mean obviously not as early still early and she was like three pounds or something but i mean she she was in the nicu for a while i'm not entirely maybe a month i that's kind of a blur because she was liam was like a baby when she was born and then i immediately was pregnant not terribly long after that my sister-in-law and i accidentally like domino affected children just like boom 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 well there's three four five six and seven i mean like we literally bless we joke that like two years ago thanksgiving um was like the first time we had gotten to drink together in like seven years because yeah (laughs) it or five years at that point because like we just one of us was pregnant or breastfeeding yeah. Yeah. forever for so long. <laughs> and like, yeah. we just never got to like have a drink together. Yeah. Um, no more babies, but um, no more, no more. We are so, okay. With that. In contrast to that, uh, what was it like with Emmy? Okay. So Emmy was, uh, she truly was our surprise. Um, we, I don't know if y'all were this way and I feel like I I don't like the, um, there's kind of a myth, right? Or it's not a myth because like it happens to some people, but some, sometimes people are like, you know, you go through IVF or infertility in any way, miscarriage, whatever. And then they're like, as soon as you stop wanting it, you have a baby, which is like, I mean, both of mine were IVF. So I know it is. Some bullshit. And so for us, like, but I live we, in fear of that now. Like, I know, I know. I, we had, we knew that we wanted to have more kids. Um, after how crazy Lainey's journey was, we kind of, we had gotten fully certified to foster. I remember. Um, and the plan was to foster to adopt. Um, or foster and be open for adoption if that was something that um, ended up happening. Uh, and then we found out we were pregnant with Emmy. Now, we were not preventing, which, like, may, looking back, not that I would change anything, um, but, like, looking back, I don't know why we were that surprised. Like, we were able to get pregnant before like, Lainey. You know how babies are made. I know, honestly, like we were able to get pregnant before Lainey. I just was not able to sustain the pregnancy. So like, I don't know what was going on in our brains, but whatever. So I got pregnant with Emmy. I didn't find out till I was like eight or nine weeks pregnant because I was 
so in denial that that was something that could even happen to me. Um, that I remember Brian left one night. I don't even remember where he went and I took a pregnancy test and then, uh, did it so just like, light oh, up at that point? Oh, lit up immediately. I was like, I think I had been at therapy that day and I was like, I'm worried that I might be pregnant. And I think my therapist was like, you should find out about that. <laughs> so, like, I was kind of just going to let the baby tell me. <laughs> like, I was just going to hang out until I had a baby, but whatever. Um, That's why yeah, I can so I never found believe those I didn't know I was pregnant shows. So oh I'm my like, gosh. I mean, I would have, I very, it became very obvious very but quickly, like, but. I not know you're like. I don't know. She was cute. a doctor to explain it to me. Yes. So well, she you had uh, a full size baby. We had to do, we did progesterone shots, like the pregnancy hormone shots, the whole pregnancy with her. Uh, and so I was able to sustain the pregnancy until 36 weeks. They wanted me to make it to 37, but then she was measuring massive. They were like, this baby's huge. We need to get her out of you. And I was like, cool, great. Um, so we had her at 36 weeks one day. She had to do like a little NICU drive-by because her sugars were That's how Liam elevated. Was. How long was I'm she like, in the they, NICU? 48 hours. Oh, Liam was six days, but it felt like six years. Like, yeah. I say well, all the and time, for her, looking it back, felt I'm like, like that immediate. was like looking back, it felt like or like looking back, I'm like, oh, that's not that long. But like, I remember at the time thinking he has been here forever. Forever. Because like, with even though it was the sugars, and I don't know how it was with Emmy, like Liam would backtrack a lot. So like, mm-hmm. they would like wean him off medicine, and then he would like plummet, and they'd have to like yes. go back up. So it was like, yeah. like there were like three days where like he just like was making no progress, and it was yeah. so frustrating because I'm like, oh, it's horrible. Because I was like, I'm not going home without this baby. Like, I'm not going home to a set up house. Well, and that was the worst part. And we with Lainey, like that was what I will always tell people is my most devastating day was the day that I had to leave the hospital without yeah. her. Well, and um, we weren't. But we didn't like, have to do that with so, him. So and so my sweet doctor, doctor shout out Doctor Harms. Um, yeah. she doesn't deliver oh, babies I anymore. I forgot that we go to the same practice. Because I delivered Lainey. I, like, need to tell Dr. Like, yes. We'll talk. All right. Next time I tell you I'm going to see Dr. Harms, remind me to tell her that I have a podcast with you. Uh, Yeah. yeah, We go (laughs) to the same practice. Frequently forget this. She doesn't deliver babies anymore, which is another reason I I could never have another one. Because I refuse to have a baby. I won't do it with anybody else. Because she's, like, that practice is fantastic. Um, It's phenomenal. Yeah. um, So, anyways. with what was I talking? Okay. I like I don't know. Wait, oh, she let you she, stay. She let me stay. She told them I needed to recover more. Um, and so I didn't have. To They're so that. great. Yeah. Um, okay, switching gears to less hard topics. Uh, what's yeah. your favorite musical of all time? Oh, okay. Um, my favorite musical is probably Once. Um. It is also a movie. I have actually never watched the movie. I've um, never seen the musical, but I've watched the movie multiple times. Okay, so I've seen the musical several times, and I bawl my eyes out every time. It's either Once or A Chorus Line. I wonder if you could guess what mine is. I, I don't know. No, I can't. Rent. I'm going to say... I was, Mine is French. Uh, I was going to say Hamilton, which is in the I same thing. I do vein. love Hamilton. Um, I love, yeah. love Hamilton. Um, but like I have to love about, something I think, obscure. I think Rent for me was like the first musical that I ever like really felt 
something like yes like just like felt the feelings um yeah and there's a lot of common musicals that I feel like a lot of people like that I don't love like I don't love Phantom of the Opera yeah it's fine I don't love cats it's Fine. Oh, who loves um, cats? If I'm people sure love some cats, people. they're lying to you. Um, yeah. I actually don't love the musical version of Lion King. Unpopular I hate opinion. the musical version of Lion King. Uh, so. Okay, maybe not unpopular opinion. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I think I my just, opinions are unpopular. We um, don't like, I, we very much don't love popular musicals. Like, well, we like, you have to struggle with that. Mormon, though. Okay, I saw Book of Mormon. Oh, wait. It was okay, great. Then it's someone else that yeah. hasn't seen Book of Mormon that I was talking to recently. Yeah. Um, that's well, like I hadn't Andrew's seen favorite. it until like a couple months ago. Oh my god, we've seen it twice. We saw it in Chicago, and we've se- and we've seen it here. But um, I will say that's one nice thing about living in Dallas is we really do get like good musicals. Um, oh yeah, that I had a lot of friends sure. recently that went to the MJ musical. Did y'all go? No, but my mother in law went. Um, and I went. I don't know. They go to. They have like season tickets to everything, so they go to everything. So I need to ask her about how it was. We did. Uh, a go. lot of people really liked it. Um, yeah. I really want to see six. I haven't seen six, but I really I haven't either, to. but I've heard, I, really I like the music. To. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Um, okay. What's your all time favorite TV show ever, ever? Is it Vampire Diaries? Do I already know that? Uh, no, maybe. Uh, it's I like probably. I asked her the question and then tried to answer it for her. <laughs> You're like, it's this, this is what it is for you. So I fell down the Vampire Diaries rabbit hole like two Januarys ago. Um, and it's a phenomenal show. I highly recommend. But I, I think have my tried favorite to show watch is- it multiple times, and I just like you have I get to, to power episode- through. I get to like it's episode like- six, and I'm like, I can't do it. No, no, no. Keep going. Keep going. You have to wait until really like the Damon Salvatore of it all, and then you'll be there. He is so hot. There. He is like so hot. Un- so is he- that's Ian that Saul, one's a great right? one, right? Yes, he yes. left acting. Oh yeah, yeah. He you know and that? the and the guy Paul Wesley who plays um, uh-huh. the other one now I can't remember his name. Um, they open. They have like a. It's called like Two Brothers Whiskey or something. They open a distillery and they do like. I love that now. for them. I don't know. I do. Um, no, not that. It's probably Gilmore Girls, which is a very like cliche answer. But I, like I watched it with my mom. And I can't so, wait to watch it with Charlotte. I yeah. find that as I get older, I find both Lorelai and Rory so problematic that it makes it hard for me to enjoy. But I know I think what people don't appreciate enough is what a huge arc Emily Gilmore has. Oh my gosh. She really is the queen of that show. Like when you really think about that show, even when you watch a year in the life, which I think is just horseshit um, as a, it's terrible. I remember ending it, like finishing it. I was super pregnant with Liam when it came out, like stupid, super pregnant. Yeah. And I remember just sitting on the couch and being like, I feel like I just wasted Why? four hours of my life. Uh, yeah. What but I'll I just never get back. And it was yeah. awful. Um, but yeah. she was the only good part of that whole revival. It was just. I truly haven't watched it in several that the DAR years. Is bullshit. It's my favorite uh, part of I haven't, the whole. I haven't watched it because I know that I'm going to not look at it the same. Um, because just there's just it. so many parts now. I think like this is so. What's gonna age me? It's gonna make me sound old, so old. Okay. But I think like I think, but I think being a mom now, no, like, truly. don't you feel like? But like, I feel like I that feel like sex. I've talked to you about how I can't watch Sex and the City anymore, and it's the yeah. same kind of thing. Because when I watched Sex and the City for the first time, I started watching it when I was 16 or 17, 
And it was like the height of its success. It was like season three. Yeah. And like I went back and watched the other ones. Or maybe it was season two. But watch it. They were like 31, 32 when the show starts. Yes. Watching it now, I'm almost 40. And I'm like, these women are terrible friends to each other. They are. Yes. Terrible people. They're just yeah. awful. Like they're awful. And with yeah. like the exception of like a few good moments. I mean, Carrie is the worst. And I can remember spending so much of my early 20s like idolizing her and thinking like, oh my God. I want to be just like Carrie Bradshaw. Like I yeah. think Carrie Bradshaw is the most, and I'm like, she is terrible. Like straight yes. up horrible. Well, and, and I just know that I would make so many it's different just Sarah parenting Parker decisions. Makes her likable, and that's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem. I would make so many different parenting decisions than Laura like Gilmore does. And so I like see it play out and I'm like, Ur. she really like, like as I'm watching it now, I'm like, she really just like projects so much of her own yes trauma on Rory, and i'm (laughs) yeah but also like basically like brainwashing her into wanting to go to harvard instead of just like letting her instead of like yeah letting her live her life which like listen we get we brainwash our own kids with our trauma but i don't know we do it (laughs) we do it differently (laughs) than laura but like it's so funny because like i feel like the word trauma in the way that it is used now is like so new um and so yeah I'll have to tell you a story offline about recent trauma. Remind me. Uh, Okay. Oh my gosh. I can't wait. So this was, this is a question from the audience. Um, Okay. What is the spiciest book you've ever read? Mm, I mean, I feel like that's an easy answer of it's got to be pucking around. I I assumed when I wrote the question, I I would assume it would be pucking around. Yeah. It's got to be pucking around. I'm trying to think. I, I, I think just because of the like tabooness, uh, there's been some fan fiction that I've read. Like there's one fan I, fiction. I don't know who this was. Oh, oh my god! I'm in a Facebook group, and a girl was talking about what do you call it with your fanfic Dramamine fanfic? Uh, dramamine. <laughs> oh my god! What? Like no, it's Dramine. I know. Um, I know what it's called. I'm just telling you that when I read it, what I read. <laughs> I know That's what you're amazing. saying. I saw a random girl <laughs> post about it, and I was like, "I should introduce you to my friend Rachel because, like, yes. I feel like y'all would get along." Um, uh, that's hilarious. I love that you just called it Dramamine. Um, I'm gonna start calling it that. Uh, no, there was a, Have you? <laughs> I won't unsee it. I won't unsee it. It'll be Dramamine. Okay, so there's one where it's called Bring Him to His Knees. Um, and it's like the like Draco and Hermione. I know you don't care about this, I'm gonna tell you anyway. Um your Draco, <laughs> Draco and Hermione um team up to uh take down this like I can't even remember exactly what it is, but something happens at a sex club. So they're at a sex club and Draco has to like become a member of it. And so then they like do all these things at the sex club. I don't even remember exactly what it is, but um, that was pretty dirty. Um, so either that or pucking around. The pucking around, when you, throw, like, th- when you throw three penises into the mix, it, like things get crazy. So. Oh, my body would never recover. Um. <laughs> Okay, somebody wanted to know how is the book coming? Uh, okay. Um, it depends on the day that you ask me. Today, 
I wrote a lot of words, so I feel good about it. But honestly, this has been like the most. <sighs> this has been the most like emotionally exhausting process of my life. And I knew I say that after just like talking about Lainey. So like, <laughs> like let me tell you about my micro preemie but listen but then also this book has been like birthing a child um it has been I have cried several times I have doubted my ability and my worth and my storytelling and like it's been a roller coaster but that being said I am as of today, 46 chapters into this beast and really proud of what I have as a That's first amazing. draft. So That's amazing. I think it's been, it has been like re- way harder than I thought it was going to be. I knew it was going to like in your head, you know, it's going to be hard, but like you don't know until you know, it's one of those kinds of things. And um, it's been really hard, but it is, it's also been really good. So hopefully by the time this airs in a couple of weeks, I will have a completed first draft and then it'll be about going back and um, doing revisions, taking in, I've got uh, four people plus Brian who are alpha reading um, and leaving great constructive comments and so going back I in would and be the worst alpha reader like to really alpha read for somebody because I am not good at leaving construct- like I would Neely be like it's there perfect. for the vibes yeah I'm like I am the person if you need somebody if you're a writer and you need somebody to just like really like be your hype like, just woman, tell you how amazing you are yeah. I'm not good in any situation like I'm the girl that like you want to take shopping with you because I'm gonna be yes. like you look phenomenal like, so great. I mean, like, if you look like trash, I'll be like, maybe a different pair of jeans. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but I'm just like not good at giving someone the hard truths. So, um, yeah. Don't come and to I've me. And I've got. I know Neely will Neely will beta read. She's read she's read some chapters, but I've she'll read, she'll but beta gonna, read. I will and beta then, read, and I will be like, this yeah. is perfection. This is great. She'll give me nothing. some good quotes. Yeah. I will give you. I will be like, say no Oscars. Emmys, <laughs> Grammys, win whatever. all the all the awards, all the awards. I'm going to give so. it a Grammy somehow. Um, okay, yeah. so <laughs> for audiobook, best. Have audiobook. any authors been particularly helpful to you in writing process? Mm. Um, okay, so well, obviously we have our um, amazing friend Diane Elliot Graham, who is alpha reading um, for me, and so she's been so helpful and so wonderful she um she's a really good mix of she's got the neely hype girl in her. I, was say, I feel like she would be more like a hype woman um she she really is she's really really good at that but then she will also give just like really i mean and if you've read her book like you know she's just really smart and like uh very uh, detail oriented like she just gives really thoughtful feedback um and it's always very specific and very uh very useful um 
So she's been instrumental in the process. And then I don't know, I think there's just been like so many, I've loved talking to every author that we've had on the podcast because everybody has a different perspective of it. Um, Alyssa De Regattis is another one who's just been really helpful. I haven't even read her book. Like we had her on the podcast. Neely loved her book. Um, I knew that I wasn't going to be able to read it without bawling my eyes out. I still frequently think about it. And yeah. She's been so helpful. I mean, we've like voice texted. Um, There's just been a lot of people who have been so supportive. I feel like everybody we've talked to has had great advice and just really good insight. So um, it is helpful to know that I am not the only one who feels the way that I feel, (laughs) who is like, what did I do? Why am I doing this? Uh, Some days and then other days, like this is the best thing ever. I'm awesome. I'm a badass. So it truly is like up and down. Um, This is like this, this next question is from Diana and I, it made me laugh so hard that I almost (laughs) spit my coffee out. She said, while writing, are you ever so inspired? (sighs) Does that mean what I think it means? I think it does, but you don't have to answer it if you don't want to. Listen, there are definitely things which she texted me today and she was like, you've earned your uh, host status as uh, a smut show host, which I was like, that is the highest compliment. Um, I want to, if I'm reading good smut, I should be able to write good smut. And so to the fact that she said that I, I was, I felt very accomplished. Um, there have been times where I've been like, uh, let's go, Brian. Um, but as far as like inspiration, like taken from my life and put into, the writing, uh, there are things that are, there nothing that has happened in the book, uh, smut wise has, well, not nothing, obviously, <laughs> like some of the things have happened, but nothing that's like, you're going to read it. And then like, this is an exact scenario that Rachel has, has figured out. <laughs> okay. If that answers the question. Yeah. Who knows? So, okay. I hope it's nice and smutty, but I also hope that you're not like, <laughs> what? I know this person. <laughs> so what is your most anticipated upcoming release? Oh, okay. So, okay. So there's a couple. Probably uh, Business Casual by BK Borson, but I have the arc sitting in my Kindle right now. And I'm just like waiting until I'm done with writing the first draft before I read it because I truly want to like savor it. Oh, yeah. And then speaking of, I have the book Savor It by Tara DeWitt, <laughs> and she's uh, coming on the podcast soon. And so I have the arc of that, which I'm ecstatic to read but i will read it before probably before i'm done with the book um and then the other one that's came to the top of my head is i read the cheat sheets several years ago by sarah adams um and i loved it and it's a closed door romance but she does downloaded okay, one of but her Neely, books was randomly Neely. free on it like randomly popped up free uh-huh. I did. It's the cheat sheet. 
Okay. I found that. It's so good. She does tension without, like, in a closed door book, she does sexual tension so freaking well. I'm excited. The second book in that, which I don't, it wasn't originally supposed to be a series, but then she's, there's been so much like people who have requested it. So she's writing a second book in that series called The Rule Book. Yeah, I I got denied for it on. uh, Oh, I don't even request anymore on NetGalley. I only do read nows anymore because I feel like I get denied for everything. But uh, I just requested Christina Lauren's newest book and I'm like, Really shooting my shot there. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so last question. As per usual. Uh, oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. I lied. I have one more. Oh, what is your favorite right. love confession? I love oh, my favorite love confession. Like in a book. I assume. Um, I assume too, seeing as this is a book podcast. Uh, that's hard. I can't think of one off the top of my head that I'm like super obsessed with. I think the one that I've most recently loved um is not I guess it's not super recently, but um y'all have heard me talk about this author before on the podcast, but Julia Olivia writes she wrote an amusement park series which just sounds crazy but it's actually phenomenal and the last one she wrote was a childhood best friends to lovers but he throughout the first three books of the series was like dating and then engaged to somebody else um so that book just like really hit me uh so i think that's probably my favorite uh recently it's called our ride to forever um I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Uh, so that's probably my favorite, most recent favorite love confession. Okay. So then, as per usual, I will end with what is a have to read book you tell everyone? Okay. Wait. Now that I'm saying this have to read book, and you're going to be like, well, duh, that's what it is. Um, that's also my favorite love confession. So now I go, I'm, I'm answering both questions. So my have to read book that I will recommend to anybody is A Court of Thorns and Roses, um, the series. Yeah. I didn't think you were going to say that. So I, we were texting earlier today and I was like, I wonder if we'll know, you're absolutely going to know, mine. but um, I, yeah. <laughs> you're like yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um it's either that or it's love in other words like if we're not going romanticy then love, love in other words is usually is so what good. i recommend it's so good that also is a phenomenal love confession but the the uh a court of thorns and roses series in the second book um a court of mist and fury there is just a wonderful uh love confession done really well so that's and that's what I recommend to everybody I'm like if you like fantasy if you like uh if you don't think you like romance then you should read this book um because you will end up liking fantasy and romance all in the same um and it just has opened up like that is I've always been a fantasy um dystopian whatever early so just to be able to read that as an adult and see like especially when you get to the later books like excellent smut in there too and then I read them out loud to Brian so that's like a connection that we had and 
So that's that's what I, I tend to recommend to most people. So I have some some rapid fire this or that for you. And I have to say, okay. I'm like weirdly pleased. It's my like I think I'm okay. good. So you'll have to tell me. Okay. I might be hyping it up too much. Okay. All right, first one, lake okay. or beach. Lake. All right. Read only fantasy forever or only fanfic forever? Only oh I was I like came out of this question. I was like, good job, me. That was a good one. That's a good one. Um only fantasy. Oh, I totally thought you were gonna say fanfic. Um okay. I almost did. Champagne or cocktails? Cocktails. All right. Pick your praise. I did different ones because I, I can't do oh, okay. uh look at okay. me or take it all. Oh, still look at me. I mean, you know. so I'm a look at me girly. Yeah, it okay, is. Well, I Rachel, am who I am. I've interviewed you. <laughs> we did it. Thanks Joe. for interviewing me. Uh, Good job. <laughs> you, you know, it's so funny great because um, <laughs> I woke up this morning and I was like, "Oh, I haven't done this yet." Um, yeah, and. But it like came to me pretty easily, and I mean, we did get yeah. some good questions from from the audience. But um, yes, yeah, I don't know. That was fun. Well, I like that. It was fun. I like that, guys. Yeah. This might be a yearly thing, yeah. but maybe with different teams. Uh, anyway, do we have a review for the week? We do. Let me get it. Okay. Our review of the week is, uh, it says, been wanting a new pod for books, and this one is right up my alley. One episode in and hooked. Can't wait for the rest of the episodes. And that's from uh, T. Marie, I'm guessing, is it's T-E-E-M-A-A-R-I-E-E. So if that is you, please DM us on Instagram, and we'll send you some happy mail. Hit us up. Hit us up. up. Um, okay. Well, guys, you can find the podcast everywhere, or, and by everywhere I mean at Instagram at yeah. Smut Show <laughs> and Podcast. Sometimes and we're on <laughs> and threads. Um, when we remember, uh, when we have we a think about group, it, and we have a Patreon. Uh, yeah, and there will be Patreons this week. Uh, we still do Patreons, yes. even when we don't have guests. It'll just be me and Rachel, and um, I couldn't tell you what it's going to be about because um, yeah. yeah, but surprise, be surprise, Su- yeah, be surprised. Um, and yeah. tune in next week when Rachel interviews me. Oh, and you can find me everywhere at Neelykins. And guys, uh, we need more reviews. I okay, I'm going to put this out there. I would love it if we had a hundred reviews by the end of the year. We have eighty. What we are the chances? 85 you guys? Oh, eighty-five. As of guys, today, yes, eighty-five. Okay, okay, we can That's do it. Fifteen more reviews. I would love to get to hundred reviews by the end of the year. So, yeah, please, uh, specifically on Apple Podcasts. That's Apple where we Podcasts. can see. Um, I mean, please, obviously, give us the stars rate us anywhere yeah. too. But um, yeah, we can like yeah. see and read reviews on podcast yeah so Rachel well, where can people see find on you? Spotify how much uh how many reviews we have but I will and I will find that out but um you can find me everywhere at Rachel underscore M Lewis uh you will see a lot about uh my writing process uh and my tears and some teasers my tears. for for Bex and Anders who 
take up my entire mental capacity right now. So um, find me there. And thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.